What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello and welcome, America. It's Monday, uh, but we are going to start this hour with something I don't know if I've ever done before. I'm going to introduce you to a former capo of New York, uh, New York's Colombo crime family. Uh, he is, let me just give you the rundown on him. He is a serious guy. He grew up the son of the notorious underboss of New York's violent Colombo crime family. As uh, as Francis uh, rose within the ranks, he was estimated to having making five to eight million dollars a week from a gasoline uh, bootlegging scheme involving the Russian mob. He survived countless ground jury uh, appearances, three state indictments, two federal racketeering trials, eight years in prison and a mafia death sentence. He is still the only high-ranking made man while still in his prime earning years to publicly walk away from the mob and live to tell about it. 1986, Fortune magazine ranked Francis as number 18 on its list of the most 50 most wealthy and powerful mob bosses. Today, he is the only man from that list who is not currently in jail or deceased. He's a changed man. He, over the weekend, he was with Kirk Cameron at a library reading, you know, good books to kids, believe it or not. Truly a changed man, became a born-again Christian, walked away from the life, lives without witness protection, and he now has a bi-weekly YouTube show called Sit Down with Michael Francis. Huh? Gets over 5 million views a month. Uh, and... Um, we're going to talk to him about crime families. Now, Pat is insisting that we, for some strange reason, really kind of focus on maybe crime families from Ireland. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means, but we'll talk to Michael Francis coming up in just a minute. Healthcare information breaches just keep coming. This time it was the Maximus Federal Services, a Medicare contractor, and another 11 million people's data now just twisting on the internet wins. Uh, it has been uh, it's been twisting out there since the breach happened all the way back in May. Names, social security numbers, phone numbers, emails, addresses, prescription details, and healthcare claims. Well, that's great. Did you dodge the bullet this time? Do you even know? Everything you have could be online all times it most likely is and there is somebody gunning for it it is important to realize that there are measures you can take to help keep this from happening to you and this is where lifelock by norton is installed and comes and saves you money and a huge hassle no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses but you can help protect what's yours with lifelock by norton join now save up to 25 percent off your first year with promo code beck 1-800-LIFELOCK 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com use the promo code beck and save 25 percent 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com Capo. Okay, thank you. Former capo, not a capo, but I'm not Italian. My wife was dying when I said that. Uh, Michael, how are you, sir? I'm good, Glenn. Good morning. <laughs> I, I, your, wife knows, your wife knows the correct pronunciation, huh? 
Oh, yeah. My wife is talk with your hands Italian. Uh, when I joined the family uh, the, every Sunday and you couldn't understand half the family because it was all in broken English. It was a wonderful experience. Um, but uh, probably probably not the same experience you had uh, growing up. Um, Michael, um, first of all, tell me about your change in life, because you've you were a bad dude. Well, yeah, Glenn, I mean, I spent over 20 years on the street and, you know, my dad was the underboss of the Colombo family, one of the five New York mafia families. So I grew up in the life. Even though my dad initially, he didn't want me to, uh, you know, to be a member. He wanted me to go to school and be a doctor. And I was on that road until mm. he drew a, a 50-year prison sentence um, for a federal conviction that he had and went off to prison in 1970. That's when things kind of changed for me. And, you know, long story short, you know, to try to help him get out of jail, my dad proposed me for membership in the life, and I became a made member. That's the, the term in 1975. Mm. And started on that uh you know that road but uh you know long story short i mean i became a major target of law enforcement i had you know seven indictments uh, i was uh, went to trial five different times so i had a bullseye on my back from day one because my dad was that high profile figure but uh, you know it all happened for me when i met a young girl who was uh, you know a young christian girl she's now my wife of 38 years and uh, mm -hmm. I decided if I was, you know, if I wanted this girl in my life, I didn't want her to put through what every other family goes through of every member of that life. And I had to make a decision whether to stay in or walk away. And obviously I chose her and it was a, a life changing experience. And that was, like I said, 38 years ago. And I, I ended up, uh, you know, doing eight years in prison. I had a, a huge restitution for a plea that I took uh, uh, for a racketeering case. And life just changed, you know, from that point. So it, was, it wasn't mm. easy. It was a struggle, a challenge. A lot of people were upset with me, but, you know, we made it through. Good for you. Good for you. Um, all right. I want to talk to you about now, for some reason, Pat, who is filling in for Stu today, is, is really harping on, you know, okay, we know about Italian mob families. Are there mm -hmm. mob families? And he's just pulled out of the air. Ita I mean, uh, uh, um, Irish for some reason. I don't know if you know any <laughs> Irish mob families. Uh, well, but you know, uh, can you t in, go ahead? Yeah, in New York, uh, you know, there was a crew there. They were called the Westies. And, um, you know, I was familiar with them. We, we kind of worked with them at times fellow by name of Jimmy Coonan, who's now doing life in prison, was one of the leaders, and I was fairly close with him. Um, you know, and obviously in Ohio, there well, was another what, group. I, well, hang on just a second. I mean, you were talking about the Westies, and then I think you said the Coons, and that's so that's W's and C's. Is there anybody in the B's? Like, I don't know. <laughs> by, uh, <laughs> no, when you look so. at the family of the Bidens, is that not a crime family? You know, I, I got to tell you, Glenn, it's so hard for me to sit back and watch what's going on and wonder why this all hasn't been exposed, the right questions aren't asked. You know, I'll give you an example. You know, it's always follow the money. The money trail always leads to something. And just so you know my background, I was, uh, you know, I was indicted and pled guilty to, it was a racketeering case, but the underlying act was I was defrauding the government out of tax on every gallon of gasoline. We devised a scheme, I ran it for eight years, where we were selling gasoline and just keeping the tax money. 
And I had oh 18, 18 shell companies, 18 of them. They did nothing. They had no brick and mortar. They had no employees. They, they had no service. All we did was create a corporation so that we can open up a bank account. And the money that flowed in there was all illegal money. It was all tax money that we were taking from the government. There was no other purpose for the, for the company. And that's exactly the same thing that the Bidens are doing. There's no brick and mortar. They provide no service. There's nothing but a, a bank account in order to collect money. It's been shown that there was, you know, I don't a hundred and some odd suspicious activity reports from the banks. Yeah. Which is a dead giveaway that this money is, is bad money coming from someplace. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I just hope it's exposed because, you know, Glenn, listen, I was a bad guy. I took responsibility for what I did. I walked away from a life that I knew was no good. Uh, but to have a president in office that's doing these kind of things, that was elected, you know, to to provide for the welfare of the people and protect the country, and basically is treasonous in my view. And, and a lot of people share this view because I oh, get I around so and people talk. Uh, it, it's yeah. just unheard I, of. I, I mean, I, I never heard of anything like. That. I happen, I happen to agree with you on on that. Um, the let, let's just focus again on the shell corporations. Every one of his children and seemingly grandchildren, I think, except for one. Um, has the shell corporations and all of this money is going in and they don't they have never even been asked but when you look at them there is no reason that these shell corporations are getting money from Burisma etc etc so why isn't that a bigger deal exactly. what does that tell you every, every reporter in every news conference should be asking this question until it gives an answer. And there is no answer. That's why it cannot be answered. There is no answer because it's an obvious situation for me. And, you know, this whole idea that, you know, he's not collecting money directly. Well, so what? I didn't collect money directly either. But eventually it came to me. Hmm. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's beyond my understanding why these questions are not being asked to him every single day. This is absolutely so, a crime. I mean, it's just, there's no when, question. When you when you have the RICO statute, as I understand it, it it is even for the um, thinking of the crime, is it not? I mean, you don't actually have to if you're selling the illusion, that's enough for the RICO statute to kick in, is it not? Absolutely. You know, when you have a conspiracy you can take, sit down and talk about, you know, committing the crime and the illusion would be something like that. You don't have to commit the crime. You just have to be talking about it. You just have to be using that or letting people think that you're going to provide that service, even if you don't. So if people are thinking that Biden is going to somehow, you know, uh, use the power of his office, but never does, but you're leading people to believe that, that's a crime. 100% under the statute. And listen, I've had, I've had three RICO statutes and defended two of them in court. I understand <laughs> it extremely well. So there's no question. Uh, so uh, they would say that then that's just Hunter's crime. Dad didn't know anything about it. That's just Hunter's crime because you can't prove that Joe got any money whatsoever. How would you answer that? 
Well, let me ask you a question. I'll set up a scenario. Let's say I'm in a room and I'm having a meeting. I'll do something foreign from what we're talking about. We're in a room. I'm having a meeting with somebody that wants me to be an executive producer on a film that, they, uh, that they're creating, right? And uh, they're asking me, well, you know, why should I make you executive producer? Can you help get this film done? And I start to talk, and then all of a sudden, hold a second, you know, my, my father's on the phone. He's calling me. Hey, Dad, how you doing? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the weather's great out here. I'm just in a meeting talking with somebody. Yeah, Dad, I'll talk to you soon. I hang up the phone. They say, well, what does your father do? Well, he's the head of Universal Studios. Oh, okay, let's continue our conversation. What does that mean right there? Mm. That means this guy now knows that I have the connection to get whatever I want done with you, so you're going to hire me. It's the same thing that's going on there. Biden doesn't have to say anything on the phone. Just the fact that he calls in when you're sitting in the meeting with his son uh, lets that person believe, okay, I have the, the power through this young man here I'm sitting with to get whatever I need done. You know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable what's going on and that people don't see through this. Uh, and they're not asking the so- right questions. So I want to get to your right questions here in a second, I, but uh, I want to I want to first stop at Hunter Biden. You know, you say you're in the room and, you know, he picks up the phone. I can't imagine um, <laughs> trusting somebody who, you know, is a is addicted to hookers, um, is addicted to crack cocaine. And you would think that that would make him uh, a more reliable source because you can squeeze is would would you have gotten into business when you were you know in the crime business would you have gotten into business with hunter biden to get his dad and would it make it and a bigger target or uh would it be less dependable we'll get to that here in just a second um we are talking to michael frenzies he was part of new york colombo's uh uh, Colombo fi- uh, crime family years ago and a uh, changed man and kind of upset what's going on in the country. All right. Uh, our sponsor this half hour is preborn. Planned Parenthood is raking in billions of dollars, including taxpayer funding. That means despite their clientele beginning to dwindle, they are still generating a huge profit. Preborn is stealing their clientele, meaning the expecting mothers and the babies they're trying to kill. Preborn operates on a slim budget. They receive no government funding, but they still save over 200 baby lives every single day. They go head to head with the giants of the industry, and they need your help now more than ever. When you donate $28 to Preborn, you're offering a free ultrasound to an expectant mom caught in crisis once she hears the heartbeat and sees the precious life of her child the chances that she will choose life double please sponsor a baby's life today your gift is tax deductible goes directly toward the cause be generous whatever you're going to do uh, just hit pound 250 say the keyword baby that's pound 250 keyword baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash back that's preborn.com slash back sponsored by preborn 10 seconds, station ID. Former capo from uh, from New York and New York's Colombo crime capo. Why am I saying it that way? Uh, capo um, uh, from the crime family in New York. He is the host of Sit Down with Michael Francis. 
and we're talking about Joe and Hunter Biden and that crime family. Michael, is is his drug addiction and hooker addiction? Does that make him a, a bigger uh, target for you know mobs? Well, you know, Glenn, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, he's irrelevant. But if he's the, uh, you know, the way to get to his father, it didn't matter that he had a drug addiction or whatever, because nobody's using him for anything. You know, he's just the, the conduit to his father. And if he gives the illusion or he gives the reality that he can get to his father and get things done that the other person wants, doesn't matter that he's because he's irrelevant, really. He's just a conduit to his dad. And look, my, my brother was a drug addict for 25 years. Serious drug addict. But many people got to me through him because he was selling my ability to help somebody out for money. You know, so, I, I mean, it's so obvious, Glenn. It, it really is. You know, Hunter has no skill. There's nothing that he can provide. The whole thing with him being on the Burisma board for $83,000 a month. I mean, it's, it's so obvious that he was just a conduit to his father. And, you know, the reason that, in my opinion, the reason that Joe Biden always sticks up for his son, Hunter, is because Joe Biden is the one that's moving him all over the world to make these deals. So he can't go against him. You know, in reality, <laughs> if this was true, I mean, look, like I said, I have a brother. I have two sons. If I was in a position and these kids were going around and causing me havoc like this, I mean, I lock him up or have him in a room or sit him down and say, you know, don't mm -hmm. you dare go to any of these places and, and ruin my situation here or compromise me in any way. But he allowed him to do this for years and not only him, but his brother and, and who knows, maybe other family yeah. members. It's, it's just so obvious. So Glenn. It, it really is. It was, it it also makes it worse that he was traveling with his dad. You come off of Air Force One or Air Force Two. That is another signal that he's right in with his dad. There's no way his dad didn't know this. I mean, it's, it's beyond my understanding how people don't understand that Joe Biden knew everything. Of course, he had conversations with his son. He's riding in the same plane. He's with him all the time. Of course, he's conversing and he know, he's knowing what's going on. And, you know, this whole sweetheart deal that Hunter got. I mean, come on. I was facing hundreds of years for tax evasion. You don't get a slap on the wrist and you don't get a misdemeanor for tax evasion. You don't. And you don't. it doesn't take five years to investigate a case like this. It's so obvious. It really is. And the fact that this man you, gets up there and is he's so dishonest and lies about it, you know, Joe Biden, it's terrible. It really is. Um, we have to break here in about another minute and maybe a minute and a half. Um, but you said you think he's a traitor to his country. I happen to believe that as well. What else would you call it when you're taking money from the Chinese and uh, another country that we're now going to, you know, possibly going to be in war with. It, there's nothing else to call it. It is what it is. It's obvious. You're taking money from the, you know, the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, what are you taking it for? How could you be in bed with them, so to speak, and, and not be doing some, you know, devious, you know, business with them? It's, it's, 
it's so obvious and it's frightening. And I'll, I'll tell you, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, there's a time, you know, when you say, hey, my country first. And if this guy's been doing this for years, how do we allow it to continue? And, and look, you know, I was a Trump supporter. I'll be honest with you. But if Donald Trump was doing this, I'd say the same thing. It's country first. I would, too. And you, you're here, you I know, would, too. Right. I was on the street for 20 years. I was not, not an angel, but I still love my country. You know, I have seven kids. I have six grandkids. I worry about what's going on here in the future for them. And uh, I, I just don't understand why people are not getting together and saying this man is not. Uh, uh, he shouldn't be in office, period. That's it. Michael, hang on just a second. If you can, I'd like to come back with uh, more. Michael Francis, he is uh, a former mob boss. His dad was ruthless uh, when he was the head of the Colombo crime family. Michael got out uh, and uh, turned his life around, as usually is the case when he met a good woman. Back with more in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Sponsor is a relief factor. There was a time uh, when your life wasn't packed full of pain, where you could get up in the morning, bound out of bed, and you could take on the day, and you might be tired at the end, but you didn't wake up the next day in pain and spend the whole day in pain. Now you have a different story, and the pain is there, and it's been stealing your daily world of uh, a tennis game or a golf game or just an afternoon's walk. You have two choices. You can fight it or you can succumb to it. May I recommend, if you haven't tried Relief Factor, try it simply for three weeks. I'm not telling you it's going to work for you. I'm telling you that 70% of the people who order it go on to order more month after month. That means 30%. It doesn't do anything for them. It's worth a shot. Please get out of pain. Try it. Relief Factor. Three-week quick start. That's the only thing you're asking. we're asking you. 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4-RELIEF. It's 1995. Try it for three weeks. See if it works for you. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number 4-RELIEF. Check out my show, Pack Ray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern or anytime and anywhere you get your podcast. We are uh, we are talking to a, a world famous mobster who has turned his life around. He is the host of Sit Down with Michael Francis. Uh, he was part of New York's Colombo crime family. He's a made man. His father was the notorious leader of the crime family. Uh, like I said, he's changed his life, married a good woman, and uh, turned his life over to uh, God, and has been on a good track for many 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 years 38 years married uh so michael i want to lay out a i just want to lay this scenario out and i don't think anybody is laying it out this way but you tell me what this looks like so zelensky uh i'm sorry um kolomoski he is ihor kolomoski he is the the oligarch really bad dude he beheads his uh his uh of opponents okay anybody who gets in the way 
he is known to behead them. So he hires Hunter Biden and uh, he's trying to get, uh, you know, some access. The dad comes over, Joe Biden, immediately after he's hired, he gives a big speech about how we got to do more fracking. We have to have more oil running through. Now, this is the same guy that just three or four years later shuts down all of America's fracking and and oil. When Trump uh, is starts to fall on this trail, he calls Zelensky. Now, Zelensky is a he was a comedian on television and Kolomoisky is one of the big oligarchs that paid for his campaign to become president. He becomes president. President Trump calls him, says, hey, can you look into this stuff? All of a sudden, all of this stuff is leaked about how uh, Trump is is trying to do tit for tat. Uh, He's impeached and the whole thing kind of goes away. Now, Joe Biden gets in and shockingly, he and uh, Zelensky are pals and they're pals against this war against Russia. But Zelensky is the only person I have ever seen that can go to the White House, not even Winston Churchill got this, can go to the White House and say, I want you to write more. And he will write check after check after check, billions of dollars, none of it being tracked or accounted for. And by the way, Kolomoisky, he was just uh, he just lost his citizenship because last year. Uh, uh, Zelensky said, you know what? The United States is investigating him. He's got to get out of here. He's lost his citizenship. That sounds like somebody being cut out of the deal because they think they can now. Does that not sound like a huge money laundering system and blackmail bribery and everything else? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's so obvious, Glenn. It's so obvious. First of all, what is Hunter Biden doing in bed with somebody like that when your father is, uh, you know, how do you not stop him from being involved with somebody like that? Correct. It's very simple because you're promoting it. You're promoting it the same way he's been promoting Hunter all over the world to go out and make these relationships and collect money. I mean, this is this is a racket. And it's not only that. I mean, Hunter has given us the information. He's sitting there talking on the phone with his father next to him, shaking people down. This is extortion. You go to jail for this for a long time. And, and, and you know, the Department of Justice is not investigating this. They, they laid out this whole racketeering case. It's, it's as plain as day. You know, just going back to your, you know, to your question about these companies, when you form a company, an LLC, a corporation, you do it for a purpose because you have a business. That company has a function. It's a business that you're going to provide a service to clients so they in turn pay you. So the question is, what was the function that these companies performed in order to receive money from a client? What was the service? And if the case, what was his granddaughter, what service was he providing, you know, for people overseas to collect this money? The questions are not being asked. And they should be asked at every single uh, time that you see this president, every time you're in the room with his spokesperson there, because they can't answer this. There is no answer. The only logical answer that's right in front of everybody's face is that he's collecting bad money 
for a service, and that service is he's selling, uh, you know, his position. Is the the weaponization of the government now to destroy Donald Trump, when when you were in the mob, things like that had to be, uh, you know, you send people a message. What is the message the government is trying to send and who are they sending it to? Donald Trump, the American people, all of us. What is happening there? You know what, Glenn, when I, when I was on the street, look, I'll, I'll say this and please understand where I'm coming from. My dad, you know, spent a lot of years in that life and did a lot of bad things. No doubt. So did I. I went to jail for a crime that I was guilty of. I pled guilty. I did my time. Okay, but there were times when the FBI stretched their, uh, you know, their, their ability and they, they committed crimes in order to catch us. But you know what? We were mobsters. People looked the other way. Okay, we get it. Sometimes the FBI had to do things like that. But I always said, when you give the government an inch, they'll take a yard and they'll never give it back. If you allow them to break the law, to go after lawbreakers, eventually they're going to use that power against their enemies. And that's exactly what they're doing now. And they're so overt and so blatant about it, they don't even care. Mm -hmm. They don't even care. It's so obvious. So, you know, I try to tell people, I make them aware, this is extremely dangerous. It really is, because when you give the government the power to go after their enemies and weaponize them, pretty soon they'll use it against Mm -hmm. anybody they want to. And look, they've been doing it with our social media companies, going, closing people down, stopping free speech. This is terribly dangerous. There is a a really dangerous trend going on in this country, and people need to wake up to this, and they need to have it stopped. You know, people even tell me, Michael, why, why are you so overtly talking about this? Because, you know, next thing you know, they'll be coming after me. But listen, I'm 72 years old. You know, I, I, I ain't worried what they're going to do to me. I have seven children. I have six grandchildren. This country is not the country that I grew up in. And, and it's such a dramatic change that's going on that's so overt and so obvious. I mean, this president, uh, I'm telling you, Glenn, and, you know, somebody has to get him under control. You know, look, and I'm going to take this a step further, and, and please, I hope your audience doesn't get offended, but, you know, I spoke to 850 Border Patrol agents the state of Texas. I did a whole you know, seminar with them. And then we hung out afterwards and we talked. Some of the things that they were telling me about what's going on in the southern border, and they said they're getting so little help from the federal government. I mean, you know, I mean, there's murder taking place over there. People are dying. The drugs that are coming over. When you're president of the United States and you understand that 100,000 people a year are dying from fentanyl overdose and fentanyl poisoning, because there's often times that somebody yes. will take an Adderall you know, kids take Adderalls to stay up at night so they can study. You know, kids in college, I know my daughters did that. But these mm-hmm. Adderalls, some of them being laced with fentanyl, that's poisoning. That's not even an addiction. If you know that this is going on in your country and you allow it to happen, you don't get this under control, what type of person are you? I mean, we didn't do that on the street. We didn't allow that. We, we took care of our so, communities. You know, we might have been bad guys, but we didn't allow crime to come into our neighborhoods and our communities. This is this is just horrible stuff. This is bad stuff. I'm telling you. So let's just pause for a second. I, I don't know how much time you have, Michael. Can you stay over the top of the hour? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. It's early morning where okay. I am. It's OK. Um, 
okay so so let me ask you the 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 follow-up question on the drugs compare what's happening right now with fentanyl to the worst time um in americans his, in american history with drugs i remember the the crack uh thing in the 80s and and how bad drugs were in the 70s compare what's happening because of our border policy to those times well it's it's just as bad or worse because i don't i don't know if you realize what's going on in some of these cities now with trank I mean, I, I, you live in L.A., you would not believe what's going on there. You walk down the streets, you oh, see I know. drug addicts and homeless people everywhere. The same in Portland, Seattle. I had a, a store in, in San Francisco, a pizza place. We had to shut it down. We had to shut it down because, you know, people hanging out. We had hypodermic needles on the floor. We had people defecating in front of the... I can't even tell you the scene that, that's going on there. So... You know, and, and look, this is a little bit personal for me. I mean, I had a sister that died of an overdose of drugs. My my daughter's boyfriend, who did a lot of my video work, 24 years old, a, a terrific young man, took an Adderall that was laced with fentanyl in five minutes, Glenn, dropped dead in my house. In my oh, house. Gosh. And he had no idea. He was poisoned by this. It was an Adderall that he took. And a lot of these young people take these, these Adderalls. I'm not saying they should. I'm not suggesting that, but they do. It keeps them awake, and they study. And this stuff is going on, and it's happening, and it's coming over the border in droves. The, the, the agents told me they're not even getting 10% of the illegal drugs that are coming over our border. This is Jeez. straight from their mouth. Not even 10%. So what does that mean? And this is going into neighborhoods and communities. You know, I laugh, you know, the, the mayor of New York, who, you know, I had a little bit of high hope for when he came in. He was a former police officer. The mayor of New York comes in, and he's complaining about, homeless, about immigrants coming into, you know, to New York. Well, go after your president. He's the one that's allowing this. Right. It's not the people. That, right. It's not the, right. It's not the governor of the border states. I mean, you're a sanctuary city. You welcome them with open arms, and now you're complaining. Go after your president. It's this administration. It's Mayorkas. It's these people that are allowing this to happen. And what's, you know, Glenn, maybe you can answer me. What's the end game here? Why are they doing this? Why are they allowing these people to come in in droves? You know, to me, it's, it's destruction. A that, well, yeah, I mean, what's the reason? What, what are they? They're not humane. We know they don't care about them. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. They don't want them in their neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. But what, what's the end game? There's something devious going on here. They have a they have a devious reason to allow this to happen. Well, I mean, everything that I mean, you can't to me, Michael, you can't be this wrong. And, uh, you know, by happenstance, I mean, everything they do leads to one way or another chaos, the destruction of values and the destruction of everything that is American. Um, I mean, we are being impoverished through inflation. We are being killed through. Honestly, this the, all this is is the opium wars that the British did to the Chinese. The Chinese learned from it and they're doing it to us. We are under attack inside and outside and we are being destroyed. And I'm sorry, you just can't be this wrong 
this many times and not have it be a coincidence. You can't convince me that they're trying to make America a better place. They're dismantling it every step of the way. Michael, hang on just a second. I'm going to I want to take you one more step into well before we leave the border um, to the drug cartels. And uh, maybe you have some insight on on how bad those guys are coming up in just a second. Stand by. We have uh, our sponsor. It's Good Ranchers. I'm going to go out on a limb here and make a bold statement. It shouldn't cost you an arm and a leg uh, to throw some steaks onto your grill. It shouldn't. But it is. Why? Why? What is happening to our, our farmers and our ranchers? They're being dismantled. And I'm sorry, again, it's no coincidence. You know, beef... As much as you might like it, it is going away if we don't stop this. Do you know that 85% of grass-fed uh, grass beef Im- is imported from the overseas? Even though it will have the little you know, product of the USA flag on it? Don't believe that. That is a government scam. It, all it has to be is dismantled, cut up here in America, and then it's a product of the USA. This is so dangerous we have to support our ranchers and get great meat from goodranchers.com you can also lock in your price because uh, inflation is going to be a lot worse this time next year than it is now use the promo code beck you'll save 30 dollars off of any box with good ranchers you can feel good about the 100 percent american locally sourced meat that you're putting on the grill and your plate make sure this summer you are putting American beef, hamburgers, uh, uh, you can use fish, uh, chicken, pork, all of it from American ranchers. Goodranchers.com. That's goodranchers.com. Use the promo code Beck. Save $30. Goodranchers.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Um, Michael Francis is with us. He is uh, the Dr. Phil, if you will, of of, uh, uh, of organized crime for anybody who is a fan of, you know, um, organized crime movies, et cetera, et cetera. Michael, the the people we are now and I believe we're dealing with, whether we're having sit downs or not, we are empowering these drug cartels. How bad is are these drug cartels can you compare them to anybody we've ever seen before well listen they're they're a ruthless group there's no question about it you know they have uh you know firm control over so much of what's going on in mexico i know that for a fact and uh, you know they are um they're certainly paving the way for a lot of these immigrants to come across our border and come into the united states I mean, I know that, and everybody knows that. I mean, Border Patrol knows that. It's a fact, and the government knows that, and they're allowing it to happen. And, it's, and what is you know, what are they getting in exchange? They're, they're, they're not doing charity. What do they get in exchange for letting people go across the border and owe them? Well, they're pouring drugs into this country. There's no question about it. Like I said earlier, you know, Border Patrol told me they're not even collecting 10% of the drugs that are coming across. So that's one thing. I mean, they're they're uh, expanding their drug influence. I would say here, uh, here in the United States, and I think that's obvious. We see it's going on in the cities. 
And there's also human trafficking going on. You know, I yeah. mean, these cartels, they're very smart. Uh, Glenn, don't, don't, you know, take anything away from them. They, they know what they're doing. Um, we are talking to uh, Michael Francis. He's going to be with us. He's a, a former capo for New York's Colombo crime family. He is going to be at Robbins Theater in Warren, Ohio, for the Ray Boom Boom Mancini Foundation on the 9th of September. Uh, he is going to the 23rd. He's at Caesars Casino in Atlantic City the for the history program. of the mob.